oh wow you must be really good with crayons <laughs> oh no but the worst one is like can you like if i show you my art can you diagnose me <laughs> i hear that all the time but it's the worst one i'm like that is not how it works microphone check does my mic sound nice uh yes it does Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Them Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam in the building once again. And um, y'all, it is about damn time. We have a discussion about art therapy. And I have a friend for the job to, to help me with this. You know what? I've known you. I've like, I've like basically stole you as a podcast guest from Lauren. <laughs> Um, but but I told Amari, I told Amari, I said, um, I am definitely um going to steal um uh, Pierre from you. Like I, I I said that like like a year ago. Like so I've been plotting on you for a while. So just oh, just wow. know that oh, I've been wow. plotting on you. I cause she had an episode, shout out to Amari with um Milestone Experts Podcast. Okay. My, yeah, and then you know, of course, of <laughs> course, my, my my co-host on Parents After Midnight. Um, I told her, I told her, she, she was like, okay. So I, I got her blessing first, but, and I waited, I waited enough time. So ladies and gentlemen, um, Pierre Brown, the, the art therapist extraordinaire. So how are you Hello. doing today? Hello. I'm good. Listen, we clean today. We <laughs> prepared for this. See, Very exciting. Like, see, I feel like I didn't do enough mental pre preparation. No, for real, because all right, so I'm an introvert, right? And mm -hmm. so when I gotta when I gotta do a lot of peopling, like, you know, I like to just be like chilling. But today was like a day. So today, you know, I I, I went I went out and so su supported uh my, my girl Jessica Wise. Uh, you know, it's about damn time. A friend of the show, you know, she'd been on. Yeah. She had this yeah. thing for her for her online magazine. So it was a whole it was a whole group that group discussion thing. So I talked, which was it was just normal, not normal for me. So I was talking in, and then you know I had like a, another thing that I had to go to that I, I didn't go to, so I'm gonna get yelled at for that. And then I had this interview, so I was like, uh -uh. "So you did a lot because I'm a therapist who, who's an introvert who don't like talking. So I had to miss and prepare because I'm like, we finna be talking for about like an hour. Yeah, let me get in this zone because people be like, oh my god, you're a therapist, love to talk. No, I don't. I love to sit by myself and hibernate with snacks. And movies and don't talk to anyone. So I was like, let me get in the zone. Let me clean my apartment. You know, feel good, smell good. We got the candles lit. So I'm mentally prepared. I'm ready. I don't know how you doing this, but I had a zen moment. Yo, usually it's a routine for me. Like usually, I I be afraid to tell people the routine that it takes me to get ready. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't have a chance to do it uh, this time. But usually it's like, you know, I'll you know I'll take a shower and do my hair and my beard because I feel like. 
if my beard looks good, then then I'm a, I'm a perform well, right? And then and then and then uh, you know I, I test the lighting, and then okay, so I, I got a little nervous energy, so I probably jump rope a little bit, oh. and then and then you know, or depending on what the conversation gonna be, maybe I might have a shot or two, or maybe I just get like some caffeine or something. So I'm like, okay, I need like some kind of stimulant or depressant because. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know stuff. But at least, at least the jump rope, at least the jump <laughs> rope is is good. So that's the little healthy uh, thing that I've been doing. I ain't doing none of that. I just, you know, I just kind of paced around. I but, finally ate before this. So. Oh, I did too. So that was good. So that's I, did, good. I, I was like, I, I was like, I need to wake up and clean. And then I was like, oh, I didn't eat food. I should eat food so my stomach isn't grumbling and you don't catch it on the mic because that'll be kind of me a little bit. <laughs> that was my concern. And that, like, you need nutrients to survive. It was no grumbly stomach on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I am glad you're here. Uh, considering the week that I had this week, um, this conversation is coming um, at, a, at a perfect time for me. Oh, okay. okay. Um, which I guess I may share a little bit later. But, I want to talk to you first because we're talking about art therapy. And, you know, I I got questions because I don't know exactly what art therapy is. So why not have an art therapist to break it down for me, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, <laughs> listen, your girl's been doing this, I think, legitly, like, outside of school for six years. Wow. Wow. I still okay. myself. Yeah. You should be. You should be. You should be. And I, and I remember seeing something on your Instagram where where. You did this reel where you were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, because, you know, we're, we're in a number driven type of society where we're looking at numbers. We're looking at people, participants and in, in doing things. I'm always looking at downloads, even though my friends tell me I should stop. But, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I think you did a reel where you were where you were sitting there talking about, you know, I wish there was more people at this particular session. Then you was like, yo, you, I think you was talking to your younger self. Like, I am a I'm like an actual art therapist. Like, you just. Yes celebrating that win that you're doing something that you that you freaking love well I first off I wanted to be a traditional therapist I never knew about art therapy until I was like a junior at college oh so so tell me how you found out about that okay so I originally went to school to do um to major in psychology and then do a double major in psychology education but then I just kind of went straight forward for psychology and I needed an elective so I've always been into art, but, you know, within POC households, art don't make you money. Do it doesn't make you money that you can live off of this and that. So I was like, I'll be a therapist. We'll do art on the side. And I took an elective and I was really good at it. And the professor's like, you're, you're really good. Like, what are you studying for? And I was like, therapy. He's like, have you heard of art therapy? And I was like, no. And so he was like, yes, art therapy. You combine art, you combine, you combine therapy and i was like okay we're gonna make this happen so your girl the like the end of my sophomore year coming into my junior year flipped the script became an art major psych minor and i still graduated on time hey all right i know hey. i was so scared i, was, I don't <laughs> want to let it on this stuff faster but i like crammed everything in and i was just like in a studio but i was just like we're gonna do this and then my senior year of un undergrad, I applied to the Art Institute and like two other schools and I got into the Art Institute and then immediately after I graduated, had a summer break and jumped back into school. The Art Institute of Chicago, right? Yes. Yeah, because you know, I was, I was on your, your website. I just wanted to show you that I, that I did my yeah, research. You did, you did your homework. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. No, but that, <laughs> so 
All right, so that was cool. That so that was your introduction in art therapy, art therapy, and then you you, you end up going for. It. But what it, what exactly is it, is it? Is it a replacement of actual therapy? Is it a combination of art and therapy? Like, like, like what what is what is art therapy? How does, okay, so, so many questions. Ask, and someone <laughs> asked this question. I am still a therapist. So I'm like a traditional therapist, okay. except for I incorporate the art making process into my sessions with my clients, my students, my patients, whatever setting I'm in, whoever I'm working with. So I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I bet she's going to ask the same question that everybody asks. But I'm like, did you ask a regular therapist? What does a therapist do? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just a part of me that feels some type of way when I get mm-hmm. asked the question. But I was like, I'm still a therapist. It's just art making happens within the session. I might use art as a tool to uh, begin a conversation. Or I might use art making as a way to help you develop a new skill. I might use art as a way to build that rapport between you and I, because because sometimes it's harder just to go to someone and just sit there about okay, tell me what you need to talk about, and you're like I don't I don't know, but with art you can like ease into it. I make art, you make art, and you're just like oh what you working on, what you working on, and then we start sharing. It takes a like it it takes different forms, but just know art is used, and you're still working with a therapist. Oh, that's that's so interesting. And, you know what? And I and I think that I have I didn't really think about that when you first start out with a therapist. How that awkward part is when you're like, "Am I am I really?" Because I guess because I've been doing therapy for so long that <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how how it was being that awkward first first couple of times and yep. just you know just talking and crying and you're like, "Can I ever stop crying?" Yeah. But. <laughs> But yeah, it, it is those awkward moments when you when you're talking to somebody and maybe you, you're not as you know talkative or open as is is me. Thanks, mom. Uh, but but, <laughs> but because of it, you know, you might be a little apprehensive on talking. So I can see that. So just doing art could be a to be a way to just kind of open up. So mm-hmm. now, how I guess I guess my question is, I can see how. Especially when I think about that, I would think about it how it'd be really beneficial for 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 kids. And I got and I got you know you know my kids you know starting, um, you know probably trying to start in therapy soon, and, and they don't necessarily like to talk, but then you kind of get them into it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? And I don't know if you work work with primarily adults or kids or a, a combination of the two, but is, is there is there like a difference where when it comes to adults in in, in doing it, or they are they a little apprehensive about doing the art? to open up um so the setting that i work in i work in a behavioral hospital okay um the youngest i work with is four and then you go all the way up okay and the only difference is that sometimes i mean some adults i come across i'm like you act worse than the kids (laughs) (laughs) well that's true like it depends on the group that i have at the time it varies like kids can be apprehensive teenagers can be apprehensive the same way like adults are it's just about like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like, it just it melds together. It just depends like, okay, today I have a group who's super creative. Yay, that's awesome. But then I'm like, I might have a group that's not super creative. So I'm just like, well, let's see how this goes. We're going to ease on into it. I'm not really going to force anything. It might be a little more casual. They might just want to do a coloring sheet today. But no, I don't, I honestly don't see a difference. I, I feel like with kids, they strive more to, hey, Miss P, look what I made. They're more excited to show me their stuff compared to like working with adults. 
So they're looking like the please and the adults like I'm a I'm an adult, this is for children. And I'm just like, no, art is not just for kids. You're right. So right. It, it it it's a mix. It just depends. Since I might work with a patient who has some acuity and they're creating just as messily as my six year olds. <laughs> well, yeah, so if 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 I was in art therapy, I, I I think for me, because I'm more of an art appreciator than an art creator. <laughs> so for me, I think I would be a little apprehensive, you know, in showing my work because look, I I can draw the same way uh, now at 42 that I that I was drawing, you know, in at, at six, it's the same little circle stick characters and everything. And I used to draw, draw them on a, on a skateboard and everything. I will accept <laughs> all of it. I always tell people, I am not an art teacher. I am an art therapist. You are not getting a grade. I am not judging you off of your ability to do whatever art style it is. I just want you to at least try. And then if you're able to explain to me and break things down, you did, you accomplished it. Right. Right. I don't care if it's the whole stick scenery and all that type of stuff. It's like you tried, you put forth the effort, you address whatever the topic or the focus of the art making uh, activity was. I take that. I accept that. See, see, that's what I'm talking about here. See, so, <laughs> so now I feel a whole lot better about it. Like I, like I might just draw something later. And just, it just, you just take a picture of it and send it to you. Just, just you know, look, just look at that. Did. Oh, no, look at you. <laughs> look at you. And I throw some stuff out there. Look at you. Yeah. I like what shading you did. Little shade situations, secondary, complimentary colors. Okay, mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. See, I see. I, I like you use the terminology. So I, it's going to make me feel good <laughs> as an artist because usually, you know, I just put that sun up in the corner right there, so I don't have to draw a whole sun. It just, it just peeking down. So that's how my, that's how my creative style is. That's how I like to lock it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like. Tell me more. Really? Okay. Right, but what if we? What if we try to do a whole next time? No. Okay. Right. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. All right. So, so you 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 get people in. I, I guess it, I guess it helps with the communication. So what what happens? I guess is the the the, the therapy is happening. You know, is it like a skill? Obviously, it's a skill that that you have that you have and acquired that when you give someone an exercise on the art. The second part of it is, is the actual communication of it, and, and then uh-huh. getting getting to the feeling. So, so how how does that transition um, work? I, I'm well, I am completely curious with that. No, you're uh, so everyone's curious that part because sometimes the there might not be a conversation about the art at the end. Okay. Sometimes the conversation might be had while we're making the art. So I can go to so let's say I'm working with my adolescents. And we're just having a very creative, relaxing group. I call it creative relaxation. And so what that is, is I just bring a bunch of art materials and they can go get whatever art material they want to use for the day. And while we're sitting in our group, we're just having a natural, casual conversation. I might ask some questions depending on what they bring up in the conversation. And we go from there. I'll do a check-in. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling really bad today. What happened? I got a horrible phone call from my mom and then we'll go from there. But while we're making the art, I don't care what they're doing. It's just that it's well, I do care, but I'm not focused on the art. Like, oh, what coloring pages you choose? Oh, why did you feel like you chose that? No, it's just like we're having that natural conversation. 
But then I've also done groups where, okay, we're going to focus on my favorite one is a, it's a postcard. So you write a postcard to someone who has um, supported you, who has may have hurt you emotionally or physically, who has, you know, or you have hurt them. You have the opportunity to choose. You can also write a postcard to yourself. One side, you have the letter. On the other side, you have the art. And that will be a conversation about the art. So who did you choose to write your letter to? And talk about the process of going through that, stuff like that. So it just, it it depends. And sometimes I do it while they're making the art. So for the postcard situation, as they're writing it, I'm like, oh, who, who did you choose? And they'll tell me and they'll give me a little background. And I'll let them know, okay, I'll come back. I want you to finish, but I want to come back. I want to finish this conversation. And then once they're done, this MSP, I will share with you, you know, let's have a conversation about it. And I'm like, okay, let's break it down. What happened? Who is this person? And what do they, you know, add to your life? Or what, who did you hurt? Or something like, whatever they chose. So it, it works both ways. So through the process or after the process. Okay. Okay. I mean, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, it makes sense to me because a lot of a lot of times when you're when you're actually working on something or when you're distracted when you focus on something, it, it's less an, less anxiety about mm-hmm. you know revealing stuff because you gotta just talking as you as you drawing or as you creating or as you finger painting or, or whatever. So, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, a, a lot of times when I'm nervous about talking to somebody, let, let's say I'm I'm doing a podcast episode or something like that, and I'm I'm, I'm prepared and I, I didn't have my whole preparation like I was supposed to as I said earlier um you know I oh my shoulders are up like this I'm not, and I'm really tense but you know maybe I'm like re, you know reviewing stuff or as you're talking to me I'm like I'm like okay yeah oh that's a good question to ask <laughs> so now and so now you know I'm doing these follow-up questions and, and I feel the shoulders getting a little bit more and more relaxed mm-hmm. I'm like oh I'm in the groove now so sometimes I guess a lot of times that that distraction where people don't have to focus in and, and really think yeah. about it really kind of relaxes them to kind of open up. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, it's, you, you, you had me sold on art therapy once you told me that I didn't have to, uh, you know, be skillful in art. Oh, uh, cause I was, I, oh, I was nervous. Oh, that matters. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous with that. All right. So what, what, so I, I, I'm guessing it's not just drawing. So what, what forms of art do you utilize in, in order to, you know, I'm not going to say therapatize because I know it's not a word, um, <laughs> in order to provide therapy to people that may need therapy. See, I said that better. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it incorporates all visual art making. Okay. So I can do collaging. I can do um needle and thread work i've done i've done a range of things like i'm just like oh it's a lot of things like we use model magic we use well sorry oil pastels i'm trying to think because working in a behavior hospital you're limited to what you can use mm-hmm. but then i've also worked in a school setting right. so within a school setting i've had them i've taught them how to sew i've taught them kind of warm-up art techniques like contour drawing we use model magic to make masks we did like a big mural together within the behavioral hospital setting. You can't use like needles and thread and stuff like right, that. Right. So we, I just focus on using the markers, the watercolor paints, 
and the oil pastel stencils. It's just a range of things. But when I'm deciding on, I think what happens is I'll see an art activity. I might be on Pinterest or something. Mm -hmm. People always ask, where do you get your ideas from? Pinterest, Google, books. (laughs) But (laughs) I'll see an idea and then I'm like, oh, that's really cute. How can I make that therapeutic? And then I'll flip it and I'm like, okay, we're gonna focus on this. Or I might come across like a topic, like one thing I really wanna do is take disposable cameras. And I want them to go around like for a week or whatever. And they have to take a picture of a specific emotion. That is something, and then like that, like why did you capture this picture to represent anger? Why did you take this picture? But it's a disposable camera, so you don't know what it's gonna look like until after. Right. And I don't. That's like an idea that I have in my head, but I don't know why I want to do that so bad. I actually but, like that idea. That's that's great. You no, know, it's so cool because yeah. like. It's like today you get the you know digital camera, you get it deleted, but you're like, no, it's a very intentional, it's a very intentional activity. Right. But I just kind of like, we use, like our therapists use a lot of materials. There's also our therapists who use nature. So using leaves, using um, sticks you find, rocks, stuff like that. It's just anything that is visual art related. That's what we do. So uh, that's that's interesting. So it, it's... Um... It's really dependent on what the what what the the creativity of the art therapist and what and what they're what they're into and and, and you know well not what, even that it's just like what are they trying to like what it's always about like okay if I use this what am I trying to kind of provide for the individual I'm working with how can this art activity or how can this material work best for the individual there are certain times where I don't allow like my younger kids or my patients who um are more acute um who are suffering from different psychoses i won't allow paints because they get overwhelmed with the paint and make more of a mess so we have to work our way up to using the paint or let's say maybe one of my younger kids play-doh they're a little more impulsive so they're like smushing into the table and stuff like that so i'm like we're going to work our way up to using these materials and so as an art therapist you're like assessing who you're working with, what will be beneficial, what do you want to introduce, what do you want them to gain from using this art material, and what do you want them to gain from like creating this material. This is this is really interesting because 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 you have done it in schools and because you've you've done it in, in a, uh, a behavioral hospital, and then I think you you do like you know it, it, events, uh, specialized events too. So you really you really got to kind of know. Um, the audience in in which is you know, and then and then kind of tailor it toward towards yeah. that. That's yeah, that's like like a lot though. Like it's like I mean, look, you do it and it, and it's and it's done well. I mean, I I be all on your Instagram, so I see it. So you do it and it's done well, but that seems like a lot to 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 juggle in your head. Like how do you how do you do that? Okay, well it's funny because you know we be on my reels and stuff, and the. Um, the recent reel I did where like regular creatives will call their events like art therapy. Mm-hmm. And then where I, we, and that's, a, that's a very big topic. Something that I, we discussed like when I was in graduate school, a lot of people use the term art therapy loosely, but they don't realize like the education and the thought process that goes into what an art, actual art therapist does. Mm-hmm. So art therapy and therapeutic art, two different things as an art therapist, we are taught and we have to juggle all of those things. When 
deciding on what we're going to do, not just, okay, guys, let's be free and creative. And here you go. We're going to relax. No, like it's, you're thinking like from the beginning, okay, I'm going to touch on this topic and we're going to start it this way. There are therapists who focus on like trauma on like, that's their focus. Like these are our therapy for trauma, like victims who've experienced trauma. So they are very intentional about, okay, if I use this or if I, you know, bring this around, can I, you know, textures and the way things feel and stuff like that. And I've worked in this school with children with autism. So it's like, okay, we're going to practice communication. How can I manipulate certain materials? And they don't like to be messy. Let's, you know, let's try not to be as messy, but I want them to experience what that is and processing that. So it is a lot, but it's really fun. I think the best part about being an art therapist is coming up with the art activities. Yeah, I, I, and, I and I can see that, and I, and I can see, I can see actually you being a little, a little, a little frustrated that people will will use the term art therapist, uh, art therapy, um, you know, so loosely. Um, it's 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 kind of it's kind of how I feel about people who who use the term depression. Oh, I'm so depressed. Mm, are you? Or are you sad? Because because yeah. I I deal with severe depression and yeah. I I've been diagnosed. I know what that looks like. It just like you just or upset about something. So I can I can see that because. I, and, and now that you bring it up, I've adult coloring books. So I've yeah. I, I, I've I've heard, you know, people they'll they'll buy adult. I've I've literally witnessed people buy an adult coloring book, and they're they're coloring the book, and they're just like, yeah, this is my art therapy. And so I I don't know if that's that would be like something that just would see you just like like you you just. Really I like think. adult. So I like adult coloring books. I just. If they sat with an actual art therapist, they would like realize, whoa, adult coloring books is not my art therapy. It right. is my coping skill. <laughs> right, right. It is how right. I cope with feeling overstimulated, feeling stressed. It is your coping skill. So I'm just like, no, it's your coping skill. It's what you use as a coping skill. It's what, whenever I have patients who are like, Miss P, I really get frustrated. Okay, here's this entangle to try, you know, outside of working with me. Use it as your coping skill. This is how you use it healthily. When you're trying to get frustrated, you go to your Zentangle, you go to your adult coloring book. So, no, I appreciate it. I just, when people say, this is not art therapy, I'm going to have art therapy. I'm like, and this is a therapist. There ain't no therapy happening. You cannot have art therapy, people, without an art therapist. Stop doing that. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. I, I got you, girl. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> All right, so I want to hear this from you. What is the worst thing that you have heard in regards to people's assumptions about art therapy? I know, you, I know, you probably got at least ten off the top of your head, you, and you can rattle off as many as possible. I don't, you don't mind. No, it's not even like that many. They just keep saying the same things. <laughs> they just, oh wow, you must be really good with crayons. <laughs> I use more than crayons. I mean, I'm very skilled at ceramics. <laughs> or it's just like, oh, that is so beautiful. What are we always like? It's not a bad thing that I'm an art therapist and or this. Like, who do you work with? And I'm like, I work with kids and adults. That must be very hard. Actually, it's kind of fun. I mean, right. it was, 
I I prefer the patients more than like the administration. Then they're fun. Right, right. They just it, yeah. Land ones. Oh no! But the worst one is like, can you like if I show you my art, can you diagnose it? <laughs> I hear that all the time that it's the worst one. I'm like, that is not how it works. Or they'd be like, oh, I shouldn't let you see my art. You might think I'm crazy. You might send me to Mooney. <laughs> I'm like, not how it works, sir. I don't- so, are you feeling in some type of way though? <laughs> so are they are they confusing the 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 you know the the things? I, I, I forgive me because I forgot the terminology. I wasn't prepared. The the, the the ink the ink blots that that people are looking at and, and are they confusing that they oh Maybe. I gotta draw that and then you gotta and then you're gonna analyze it and be like hey you're insane like you like I, you can sit there and say all that from I have no clue because it's so funny because people think like in diagnosing through their artwork but. I've come across patients who have who are struggling with like schizophrenia or um, like bipolar disorder in the active manic state, and they've created the most beautiful artwork. Mm. And I'm just like, you know that doesn't determine like right. your mental state right. because they're like I've and working in the behavioral hospital, there are some amazing artists. Yeah, and if you like see their art and if if it's based off of like how your art looks, you know, you wouldn't think there's anything wrong with them. Right. By the art that they make. Right. You wouldn't think that they're severely suicidal and they made an attempt of like weeks ago because right. they're creating portraits of their, you know, their staff member, other patients in the space, or they're creating like these amazing like sceneries. You wouldn't think that they were on the street homeless, but naked at a gas station. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that from their artwork and then so i'm just like that's not how it works i can assess people through specific art activity like art directives but i can't say oh yeah you're schizophrenic you're bipolar you need you know you need medicaid i can't i can't do that right right i i, I think that's that's an important thing that you're bringing up there because um uh, you 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 work you work in a uh, behavioral hospital i i have spent time in a behavioral hospital. I was there for like five days in 2014. That sounds right. 2014. Okay. So, and being there, I, I, I met some of the most creative people. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. even, it wasn't even like it was just like on some, oh, let me stay away. I'm going to stay here. I, first of all, I'm in there for a reason. <laughs> so, that's one thing. And then, yeah. and then, but two, it was like, I, I literally, was like a fly on the wall listener and just listening to some of the most creative people. So you're right. You cannot, people have this thing about, about mental health and, and these, 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 um, these generalizations that they have about it, where it's like, Oh, well, this is how the person is. If, if you're schizophrenic or, or you, you know, you have, you know, multiple personalities or, you know, you, you're depressed or, you know, you know, whatever. And so, but they don't, they don't get that at the, at the at the beginning of it, where where it all starts, is that people are human and people have different strengths and in, in, in yeah. areas of opportunity and and talents and, and whatever. So, I like that you that you that you say that and and you, that you can you always advocate for both the the patients that you do service and, and and the kids that that you interact with. So, see, it's beautiful yeah. stuff right there, man. Yeah, movies and TVs have definitely skewed mm-hmm. mental health, and I think that's that's what keeps people away from addressing their own personal struggles with mental health yeah, based off of what they see, like they've seen or see on TV. 
or in a movie. It's like, oh, I don't want to be like them. Right. Like, what was it? Uh, the Jack Nicholson, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. yeah. That was for a period of time what people thought. I exactly. Mean, no, no, no. Some of them, they're a little risky. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like, the mm-hmm. history of mental health and the facilities, yes, yeah. sketchy. But yeah. not all, and not all the people in those facilities are there to harm or manipulate. I'm there to help. So there are other people who are there to help. So yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that you that you brought up uh talking about the the one of your your latest reels because you know, like I said, I was I was all on, on your on your IG um uh, <laughs> you know and, and and I and I looked at I looked at one of your reels and you just finished kind of having um a, a self care day. Mm-hmm. And um and so I think the real was that you were you were getting back to 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 uh, one of your coworkers who, who was kind of hitting you up, and you were like, "Well, you had you know disconnected so you could have your self self care day and, and to come back to that once you felt you were able to." And so, I mean, it spoke to me as, as like I said, I, I had a I had a rough week this week. Um, I ended up um, traveling last week to go. My, my mom had a procedure. You know, minor, but still, she was. You know, I had yeah. to be had to be there for mom. You know, uh, you know, my my went to go visit my daughter, watch her watch her her volleyball game, and I wanted to be there for her. She's she's fourteen. She has so much responsibility and everything. Um, so I, I wanted to be there for her. So it's driving from Atlanta to Shreveport, Louisiana, which is eight hours, Ooh, and, then, and then taking a, a you know, then driving to Dallas, Texas. You know, you know, in, in that area, being there, yeah, and, boop, boop, right. Boop. All right, and then oh, so my friends want to see me, you know. So let me had a quick reunion and talk and talk to everybody, and I, and I did that. And then I, all right, let me drive back. Okay, let me try to do a little, you know, a little health thing. So I'm I'm, st- I'm still trying to lose this weight and try to try to get healthy. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. All right, now I got to drive eight hours back, and I think by the time I got back home, even and then people were still hitting me up. People, I I, I made the the horrible horrible mistake of of making a real. Saying that I was in Shreveport and in Dallas, and uh, and I got tore a new asshole because of the fact that I said that, and so everybody like, why did you come see me? So you ain't come see me, yo. And and the pressure, you know, that added with 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 already pressure I have on myself and and the other things that's that's forming my life. I I was in bed, like I was in bed, like it, it, it was not a very productive week, but I got through the week, and um. And so when you said something about self care, it, it, it made me realize I need to talk to you because because here let me tell you an opportunity for me self care because I don't I don't do well in self care. I've been asking you saying questions about self care for a while. I see self care. You say it your words. This is what you say because I'm going by what you say. You say that self care ain't necessarily just ma- you know masks and massages and things of that nature. Sometimes it could just be doing a load of laundry. That's what you had said because I had because yeah. I do the research and I did what I had said. Yeah, I did that yeah, research. You right, you right, you right. You right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess the question is self care. How 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 when when do you feel like you need self care and then what do and, and what like I guess. I guess self care looks different for everybody. So, what you know, what are some things that, that people can do for self care that may not be the whole "I'm gonna get a massage" or "I'm gonna sit there and you know be a face mask or go to some kind of spa." So, I think it's being able to acknowledge when 
you are mentally tired, physically tired, and being honest with yourself and saying, oh, damn, I'm tired. I need to chill. I've been doing a lot this week. And then from there, identifying the things that you've neglected. So sometimes I'll realize I'll go like three days and only have drank just one of these a day. Mm -hmm. So for me, that'll be, okay, I'm not drinking water. I'm going to intentionally make sure I'm drinking water. You know, that's so fair. Mm -hmm. I'm taking, I'm making sure I'm staying hydrated because I've neglected that. I'm realizing I'm a little extra parched more than usual. Self-care could be, I have not been going to sleep early enough. I'm going to make myself go to bed early. Instead of pushing that one o'clock, I'm going to go to sleep at 10 o'clock. Recently, I have started back cooking because I have not. I've been eating out a lot because I'm on the move and I just don't feel like cooking. But I'm just like, I need to stop because I'm realizing my stomach's a little upset, acne's, you know, thrown off. Just be real honest. Like, girl, you just feel a little icky. Let me, let me cook a meal. Like, let me get back to doing that. But it's being able to like just sit with yourself or just acknowledge I'm I'm missing something. Something is missing, something I'm not doing like I'm supposed to. So you not saying your friends, that was fine. You choosing sleep with your self-care. Because you were bopping around, bouncing around, and you was tired. Yeah. So it's just being able to like, okay, I need to start focusing on this specific thing. And I'm going to intentionally do it. It's being intentional about the thing that you do to make you feel good about yourself in a healthy manner. I say healthy because, yes, some people use weed. You know, they say, this is my self-care smoking weed. But you can also use weed as a form to just dismiss certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes I'm like, I want to go to bed early. Let me take an edible, you know? Right. Because I do want to sleep. So that's cool. But in a healthy manner. Yeah. I think I think it's important, and it's like that's, um, you know, when I when when you start using like different things as almost crutches, I think I think I think that's when you 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 go on a slippery slope. Where it's like, oh, I I, I had a rough day. I need to. This is how I cope. And, and granted, it's gonna be times, and it has been times, and it's gonna continue to be times where I might have a rough day. I'm like, you know what? Uh, this tequila is looking real good right now. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some tequila, and I'm gonna be relaxed, or I'm. I might have a half a bottle of wine, or I'm gonna be relaxed, right? But at the same time, like I know for me personally, this is my general rule, uh, because uh, I got. I have. I know that I have an addictive personality, and I know that it. You know, a lot of these things run in my family. I am. If I know that I am feeling some type of way for more than a, a day the same thing that if, if i did an unhealthy thing like maybe i ate a whole not a whole key lime pie but i might have had like most of it you know? it okay cool cool I'm it desperate. thank you thank you so if i ate a whole key lime pie <laughs> <laughs> or or if i had a half a bottle of wine that that behavior is not gonna happen on day two like day two you have to find something healthy day, day two uh take your ass to the gym uh, or let's, let's go for a walk. Let's, well, take a Claritin first because it's allergies out here. It's crazy. But right, then after so that, <laughs> <laughs> after that, go take a walk. You know, to make you know burn off some some of that pie that you that you apparently consumed yeah. the, the whole thing of. So that's something that, that I know that I I'll do. So 
you making me feel a little bit better about self care because I I get guilty. I feel I I legit feel guilty, and I and even this week, okay. like I knew how tired I was. I recognized how tired I was, but uh, when I look at the stuff that I want to do for a podcast for my podcast, and, and especially things that I want to do to grow my podcast, and I know it's just me, so I'm, I'm, I know I need to push forward a lot of things, and I got like. If you saw my to-do list on my phone, you'd be like, you you, you probably would therapize me right then and there because it would be, be some problems. But um, I, there's a certain guilt that that I that I had with self care. So maybe not everybody feels that way, but but no. how do how how do how do people cope with that guilt? No, you. I hear that. I hear that anytime I have like so working with my adults, I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. Taking care of yourself because in our society today, you have to be on the move. You got to provide. If you're a parent, you're constantly providing for your children. You don't be viewed as a bad parent. Oh, you didn't you didn't do this thing for your child, or oh, you have a partner. You got to do these things for your partner or for your work. You don't want to be like seen as lazy. It is a very common thing that I hear that people feel guilty for taking care of themselves because if you focus on yourself, you might be viewed as selfish or narcissistic, which is whole another situation but it's it's none of that you are taking care of yourself because if you're not able to take care of yourself how are you supposed to provide and do for others how are you supposed to have the mental capacity the physical strength you know the emotional capacity to deal with your child throwing a tantrum if you're tired you are going to overreact the small situation which makes your child overreact their small situation it's just a whole big just explosion Mm -hmm. And so, no, it's a common thing that I hear people feel guilty, but it's because that is what our society has been built on. Looking towards others versus ourselves. That's true. That's true. Because I, um, I, every time, every time I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take time for, for me and maybe a phone call comes in, I'm like, oh, this person, I know they're going through it right now. I need to really talk to them. I just, I really ain't got the strength to do it right now, and I'm like, and I and I and I look at the phone as it's ringing. In my th- the third ring, I had to make a decision if I'm gonna answer this phone call or I'm, I'm gonna mute it. Um, and I just and I might mute it and I just put the phone down, just just look up like oh, you are such this like like that's yeah, that's me shaking out. I love I love being like that flat talking right now. No, I'm just in a text saying I'm busy, or <laughs> no, I ain't feel like talking right now. I love doing that. I yeah. love, and I'll sit there and decide. Like, do I feel like? Nope, no, I don't. Hey, I'm, can't talk right now. I'll catch you later. Yeah, and leave it at that. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting better. It's I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm trying to convince you or me, but I'm getting better. You trying to convince yourself? You're not convince me. <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> this is your life. But no, like you're not wrong. I know. After my dad passed, I went my self-care i was drinking a lot i was drinking a lot more than like my entire entirety of life right and i was like i need to stop i need to stop drinking because you know it was nice to just be no snap thumb but i was like oh girl this ain't it because you just gonna start just just that's just gonna be your thing just drinking all the time so i and was very intentional about not drinking because i realized i'm not it let's just Okay, we gotta we gotta be coherent. We gotta take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel like like um you know art 
has actually, you know, been a, a good coping mechanism for you. Cause even, even outside of you doing art therapy, um, like I saw, like, you know, you recently, you know, you know, was doing some self care, like you did, you did the art and then you had a, you was having a picnic going on right then, you know, and everything. So do you feel like, um, cause, and I asked this question because look, if, if I, let's say I work at a call center and I, and I, and I spend all my day talking when I get home, don't fucking call me. Like, text me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you because I've been talking all day. Is, is yeah. it like that with art therapy that you've been um, doing it for? So you, you may not do it for your actual self-care? Okay. So I think a lot has transitioned from like COVID and then like the, my life has been life in. Mm-hmm. So I have not been in the mood to make art. I've been doing everything besides making art. So at one point I was, I could separate my art therapy from my own personal art practice. But as of lately, I'm struggling with getting back into art. I started a whole new painting and I, in my head, I have a whole plan and everything and it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to sit down and do it. I want to do everything else but sit down and do it. Mm -hmm. But when I do force myself to sit down and do it, it it feels so good. It feels nice to get back into it. It's like, it's just chill. I just like, this is my art. This is my me time. I might throw on a movie and I just, it feels good. I just, I need to get back into it. No, so that's what I've been struggling with lately. No, I, I get that because um, before I got into podcasting, you know, I, 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 I called myself a writer. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I you know, I, I struggled actually acknowledging that I was a writer. I just told, told my therapist I was a person. But you just said it. You did so good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so very much. But, <laughs> but no, but I, but yeah, so I was writing and I, and I wrote a lot of, you know, I wrote a lot of my blogs and everything, but it got to be to a point where, again, number driven society, I'm, I'm like looking at, at, at views and clicks and all of those stuff. So, you know, it got to be to a point where instead of me writing about stuff that I wanted to write about or not necessarily writing in a blog format just to kind of right. get it out and just, you know, for it to be therapeutic, I, I couldn't push myself to write and, and quite frankly i i've told people um like like my friend jessica that i, I just i just went to that her thing like oh i'm, I'm gonna try to write for your magazine like i want to i want to start you know writing again and, and I, I hadn't been able to sit there and do it like the only the only, the only time that i've done it uh fairly recently was uh last winter and that was I was really going through like seasonal depression is real, right? Yes, and so and so I'm going, and I don't even know how you even do it in Chicago. Like I would, I would be sick. Oh my, I, it's my September is cold, so I would already be anyway. That's a whole different. I story. mean, we good right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but I got um like I was going through it, and then I I I had. Promise one of my friends who 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 has this this nonprofit uh you know uh, thing what has to do with you know mental health and, and helping pay for people's people to go to therapy. Uh, I said that I was going to write a blog for, her. and I don't and I don't think she was expecting it, you know, and everything. But I was like, I'm already sitting here walking, and I'm trying to avoid talking to people because every time I even look at a person right now, I'm crying. So I'm, I'm like, let me just let me let me go back home and write all this stuff out, and that yeah. and so. That was cool to do that, and I'm and I, I want to get more intentional about that. But I, I'm saying all that to say I get it because it's a difference between when you when you're doing it for yeah. like some sort of 
you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not making a whole lot of money, right? But I was like, I was saying, like, it's, it's, it's different when you sit there doing it, you know, for a, that particular purpose, where I'm just like, let me just journal. Because I don't even want to journal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's funny because sometimes I'll be like, man, I won't go to work. And then I do my first group and I'm sitting in the group doing something with the patients. And I'm like, I feel good again. Ah, I like yeah. my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about the gym because I hate going to the gym. <laughs> And I'm like, I do not want to go. And I wake up at 5.30. I'm like, I uh, fuck the gym. I don't want to go. I've been making myself like the last few weeks going. Like, now, now again, this week was a rough week. So I didn't make every 5.30 session. This time, I, sometimes I had to do the afternoon. It's so early. It's so early. But, but, but okay. I'm, I'm going to peel back the layers of the onion and, and tell you why I'm doing this. Because I am an analyst by by trade and by nature. Like, this is what okay. I do. I'm an I'm analyst. Two, I'm slightly obsessive. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty much obsessive. So, because when I got this Apple Watch and I decided that I was going to sit there and, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight, I'm going to try to get my diabetes under control, and I'm going to try to to burn like a thousand calories for, you know, 365 days. So, it got to be a, to a point where I'm trying to burn these calories even though I've been I might drive to Freeport and drive eight hours and I'm still going to rest stops and, and walking around because I'm trying to burn these calories. And and so and so now I, I get I get to that point where I'm like, all right, I gotta gotta burn these calories. And I, and I got tired of staying up to about ten thirty, trying to walk around my my, my apartment complex do it. So like, well let, maybe if I get up early, maybe I might actually get some sleep and then I'll do it. And, and so when I look at my Apple Watch when I wake up that early and I didn't burn like 400, 500, 600 calories. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can, I can start working on podcast stuff because I got this. I got 400 calories in like 12 hours. I can do that. <laughs> this, this is light work right there. So, I, I, so long story less long. I do it because I'm insane. <laughs> so, okay. You know, more power to you. I, I that's early. <laughs> I am not a morning person either. It's so early. No, it's not even that. It's the because I naturally wake up at like seven. Mm-hmm. One because I have my cat, mm-hmm. but I naturally wake up at seven. It's just the getting up and doing things immediately when you wake up. Because I'm if I wake up at five thirty, I'm a leisure. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be ready in two hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more like that. So that that's the thing. Like if. If I if I woke up this morning to go to the gym, like I woke, let's say I woke up at nine. If I went to the gym around like 10, 30, 11, I probably would perform so well in the gym because I didn't I didn't took my time to get up. I you know I watched a little bit of TikTok, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, we check on check on my fancy football teams, you know whatever, you know what I mean? Like you know, I'm doing whatever. So it's I'm trying to make a lifestyle change. You got this. Thank I'm you. Over. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad because that, that makes one of us right now on, on this on this mic. <laughs> All right. Why? Because you will. See. Okay. See. All right. All right. I'm going to the gym after this. Wait. Hold on. What time is it? <laughs> you know, because it closed early today. So, I, you know what? I, I I'm I'm gonna do some push-ups. I, I got I got my my yoga mat right here. So I, no. I I got you. I got you. Okay. All right. Before I 
before we we go, I got a couple more things that I want to talk to you about because I want to I want to cover because I'm like I said I'm on I'm on your IG you know I follow you. Want to sit there and and I'll, and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes to give you opportunity to promote all of your stuff. But I want to sit there and talk about some unpopular opinions and get your reaction to it, and it's based upon your 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 IG profile your and your reel. So unpopular opinion. Uh, and I think we talked talked about this. We talked about this earlier, so I'll, I'll just throw it out there again: art event versus art therapy. <laughs> uh, you, you, so we 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 already covered that, right? We yeah. we don't we art. You doing art is 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 a coping mechanism. It is not. It could listen. It could be therapeutic. Yeah, but art therapy involves an art therapist because our therapist will ask you those questions and start making you think and they will push you to think a certain way i think that people miss the point of like having our therapist that that person is there to push you to ideas and thoughts that you won't have on your own exactly exactly which is what a therapist does anyway exactly right all right second one i think we covered this one too um our therapist is seen as art teachers yeah. <laughs> the whole breath was naked <laughs> you're not getting a grade <laughs> I mean I might show you how to do something but I don't care if you do it right <laughs> I, I did that. have that post didn't I <laughs> you did you did you did I, I love I love Instagram okay um and this is one for me. Like, this is one for me. So I feel you on this one. All right. When people say stuff like they're triggered about something, when it's really just them being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such a loose word. Because if people don't forget that where I work, I work in Behavior Hospital. I work with teens. And they'd be like, Miss P, she triggering me chewing her food like that. No, you just say she's annoying. You just say she irritates you because she's smacking. She's not triggering you. It, it's min- they minimize the word because I've also seen patients who were triggered by an argument because they come from a domestic household right. and they fall into a panic attack and I have to go console them and bring them back to reality. Right. That's that's really tr- like let me tell you, something, I hate the word trigger. Like when some well, if I'm having a conversation with somebody, if somebody says trigger, I is shut down. Like I have shut down. I have seen black black background and just stars in the sky i i listen to nothing you say i'm just it angers me like it makes my blood boil do i hate the word well, trigger. And, and i get i get that tri- i get that triggered like oh yes this chemical reaction triggered this other but it right. depends on the context that you're using it and you're right, right. trying to use it in the context of a mental emotional state so when you're trying to use the term trigger in the mental emotional state you need to use it right. right. You need to use it right because if you're using it incorrectly, it minimizes the term triggered for mental, emotional kind of a state for people who do experience that. And so when they do say these are my triggers, oh, you're just being, you're just being, you're just doing the most. It's just like no, this, like no, like you're just doing the most. And it's just like no, no, because I've also seen that where people are like I'm uncomfortable. I like telling people what my triggers are because they judge me or they tell me I'm being dramatic or looking for attention. 
but these are my actual triggers. Right. One, because people have used the term trigger so loosely. Why? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I wish on that. Like I hate I hate the word triggered used incorrectly worse than I hear the worse than hearing the word depressed used incorrectly. Like that that's and I never thought that that would that would go that would happen. depressing. Yeah, I never thought that would happen. But yeah. everyone needs an emotional wheel to carry around. They're fun. Look up. It's an emotional wheel, and it had like three layers. It's like one little one, and then you like branch. Like, are you feeling angry? And if you choose angry, then it branches to a second layer. And then once you find a word from that, then you can go to the third layer. And that's a great way to identify how you're feeling. Oh, I like that. Everyone should Google. All right. Wheels. Who about to do that after this? After this conversation, that's me. All right, well, <laughs> emotional wheel. Let me just write that the down. The right. emotional wheel. It's, it's like three little circles inside. Like, they're, they're three circles. It's really great. I've done it with my patients. And they're like, wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So many terminologies for anger. See, I, I love I love when you teach me stuff. Like, this, this is fantastic. Okay. All right. Um, woo. You get paid as an art therapist. <laughs> y'all, y'all can see this face. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> mental health field and the education field were very important for yeah, society. Exactly. Financially, we are not. Right. Just take, take, take. Right. I do not. I'm not rolling in dough. I still babysit on the side. <sighs> and I like, I like the little girl babysit for. Been babysitting her since I was in graduate school. I'm okay continuing to do it. What's but. The- that's reality. Yeah. I have several little side pockets that I do. What's the other year? Look, we, we got to do a better job at, <laughs> at, at mental health uh, care professionals and teachers. You're right, because I got a couple teachers um, that I'm related to, a couple sisters that are, that are teachers, and um, you're right. It is it is essential in our society, and they don't be making no money, and, and I hate it. But I, I, I don't have any money to give y'all, otherwise I would. It's not, it's not you. Yeah, right. I got like a, I got like a couple of dollars. I, it, I could cash after like three dollars or something. It's, it's, a, it's not okay. We need voters to pay attention to what they want for. Yeah, no, true, true. Okay, the, the last one. Uh, therapy is for people with real problems. Mm, the eyes roll back for this one, y'all. The eyes roll back. Okay, so listen. Why wait till the problem is too big? Because if the problem is too big and you win a situation that you shouldn't be in, and then just be a lot worse. I, why wait till the last minute? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why procrastinate? There are therapists out there who assist you with work-life situations. So let's say you're having stress at work. You can find a therapist for that who focuses on helping you deal with your work, you know, Let's say you're dealing with a recent passing, grief. Now, and grief is not limited to somebody dying. Grief could be you lost your friend, like you, a relationship with someone, like you're no longer friends with someone. That is a grief. Let's say you've been friends since second grade. Y'all are no longer friends now. That's a grief experience. You lost a family pet. That is grief. Like grief comes in so many forms. They have therapists for that. Let's just say you just feel like you need someone to talk to. They got therapists for that. You just want to talk to someone. That's the, the therapist. Right. I but have, I'm, 
I'm going to say, why wait to the last minute till it's too late? You might be ending up in jail or in the behavioral health system. Right. Because you will avoid so many things. Right. No, you, 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 you're right. And I, and, and, um, just, just keep it all the way a hundred. Like it's, it's, especially in black culture, like the, the fight to get people to, to go to therapy. And the, 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 the one thing that I, that I say all the time, now granted, I need to get back in there. Like I, I, I'm waiting on my, my insurance card right now, like in the mail. Cause I, cause I'm about to. I get that's the hard part. Yeah. Going to therapy. Yeah. But I, but I, 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 but I tell people all the time, I'm like, now when you, when you ain't feeling well, you'll go to the doctor. Like when you physically not feeling well, you go to the doctor. Like so, if you struggling with something, you just gonna sit there and just, just, just sit with it. When you got professionals that's there to help. Sure, my yeah. brain is going somewhere else in this religion, and I don't think we have time for that conversation. <laughs> so, oh, so what you saying is I need to bring you back so we can have that conversation. <laughs> is that what you say? Okay, <laughs> okay. That's the whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, you can have God, you can have a therapist as well. Exactly. Exactly. But 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 it, but that's that's actually where I was going with that too. Because you know we just pray about it. It happens all all, all the time. Or well, you ain't praying hard enough. And I'm just like, but I uh-huh, I mean I I'm first of all, how are you gauging how much I'm praying? How you know? But second of all, like I still the, the here's the argument I use for that. And I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but I, I whatever. So here's the argument I use for that. If, if, it's, if, it's, if it's about God, it's about religion, and you need to pray and all this other stuff. Bible say God helps those who help themselves. So why don't you help yourself by going to get a therapist? You said it. Because <laughs> I, I always ask that question. You've got to put in work. I'm not a very religious person. Yeah. Grew up in the church. Hey, but in my brain, I'm like, why would you wait for someone to do all the work when you can do half the work and the other half of the work? Cause you would do that with physical work. You you would you would try to do all the work. You would do you would split it up with somebody. So why would you, why won't you do it for your mental health? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Well, on that note, it's it's, it's a good. <laughs> it, this is an excellent segue into the the final part of my show. The final thing I like to do because you know because it's it's about damn time podcast. It's time to sit there and talk about what it's about damn time for. And since we talk in therapy. Not just art therapy. We're talking overall therapy, and I'm talking to a therapist. In regards to therapy, what is it about damn time for? It's about damn time for you to be honest about the flaws that you have. Because that's the first step for you to be thinking about going to therapy, is being honest that you have these qualities about yourself that are bad, that are negative, and change needs to be happen. Being able to be accountable for what you have done. Once you hit that point, then you're ready, you know, to go to therapy. I think that's the issue why people don't want to go to therapy because it means you have to be honest that the stuff you done did might make you the toxic person. Mm-hmm. So it's about that time for us to be accountable, to be honest about our 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 flaws. I like that. I like that. For for me, I in, in regards to therapy, I, I say it's it's a it's about them time to understand and realize that change is hard, but it's necessary. If you're trying to grow, if you're trying to do better, you can't sit in that misery. And I know it's comfortable. I know it is because I have sat in Muscle depression. Memory. 
Yeah, because I'm used to it. I, I, this, it's all I know. But and, and and it seems daunting of a task to sit there and try to try to change a whole mindset, try to change a whole lifestyle. But I promise you, if you if you actually make that that change, actually start pushing yourself to be better, you're gonna realize it was it was about time time for you to do it a long time ago. And having a therapist is a good support because sometimes your family or friends will not be there or don't have the energy or just don't want to be there at all right. to support you through this change. You are, you, you spitting, girl. You, you, you spitting. Like, real. <laughs> look, look, um, tell, you know, now with this point in time, I want you to rep everything that you got going on because you, you need to tell everybody where, because you, Y'all, she is so talented on IG. Like, I'll be looking at her reels, and I'll be like, yo, I'll be sitting there holding the camera looking dumb, like, oh, talk, hey. <laughs> and, I, and I get, like, you know, a, a couple, you know, a couple views, and people be like, oh, well, he, he, he tried. But but this one right here, this 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 one right here, she, she is so fun. <laughs> she, look, look, so talented in IG Reels, and I and I look at every last one of them. So so tell them where they can find you at on, on social media. Tell them where they okay. can find you at everywhere. Just all, 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 right, of, it, all so of it. I got IG. You know, IG is my name, Pierre D. B. It's P I E R R A D. Period B. That's on my IG. But for my TikTok, I got a lot more. I got a lot more videos because I did a TikTok to Instagram transition. Mm-hmm. So for TikTok, you can go to the same thing. Just take away the period. So P I E R R A D B. And of course, all that, all that will be in the show notes. So you, so if you, if you like, oh, what did she say again? Oh, just, just click on the show notes where you listen to the podcast. Go ahead and then go ahead, and you don't have to pause it or anything while you do it. You like, you still listen to the sound of my voice. You can go to the show notes. You can find it right there. Click. I got a hyperlink for you. I have it hyperlinked for you, so you ain't got to sit there and try to copy and paste, especially Ooh, when you like good. driving or something. I, yeah, I'm, I'm fancy with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got the hyperlink right there. Click on it. It's gonna put that out right back there. Hit follow. Bam. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> this was nice. I like this. It was fun. It was fun. See, once I once you made me less nervous, I was I was good. This, this was a good I, I, conversation. I feel that that you know. I just. <laughs> I meet you where you at. See, see, and, and see that that's that's why you my girl. Like you kept saying, your girl. Yeah, that's why you my girl. So, Pierre, th- <laughs> thank you so much for joining me this week. It's been lovely, and I I guess so now I gotta have you back. Now you're a friend of the show. I gotta have you back so we can have that that deeper conversation for later. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let me know. All right, but this was, this was amazing. You were a blast. You're hilarious. I love talking. Well, I don't love talking, but I love talking with you. Mm, <laughs> killing the game right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me this week on this about damn time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.